You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. The Panama Papers have helped bring down the government in Ukraine. Some observers see wheels within wheels and Russian intelligence services behind the Masak Fonseko hack. The Drydex banking Trojans infrastructure is now being turned toward pay card theft and ransomware distribution. Flash player users get a brief respite from zero-day exploitation. And we can now reveal the real location of the Ministry of Magic. It's been narrowed down to Cheltenham or Harrogate, and you muggles thought it was Durham. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, April 11th, 2016. The Panama Papers seem to have claimed another government in Europe, as Ukraine's Prime Minister resigned Sunday. The Prime Minister seems not to have been named in the leaked documents, but other names, including that of Ukraine's President Poroshenko, have appeared. UK Prime Minister Cameron is also addressing claims that he used offshore accounts. Investigations proceed. Reuters reports that authorities in El Salvador raided the offices of Masek Fonseco, the law firm at the center of the incident on Friday, seizing records and computers but detaining no one. How the leak was accomplished remains obscure, and Masek Fonseco has denied it was an insider or whistleblower leak. Indeed, they've consistently denied any wrongdoing. All those who feel some nostalgia for the Cold War will appreciate some Panama Papers speculation that surfaced Friday in Newsweek. An opinion piece suggests that Russian intelligence services may be behind the leak, given the relatively light treatment the leaks give to Russian figures. The world press has tended to fixate on the Putin associates mentioned in the leaks, but President Putin himself has gone largely unmentioned, and his associates represent only a fraction of those whose names appear in the papers. This suggests that Moscow's public stance of airy dismissal is probably workable in the long run. But the damage done to some governments in the West and the near abroad, however, has been considerable. It's also curious that there have yet to be any significant or interesting leaks of American names. While this big gap could be explained by Panama's relatively low utility as an offshore haven for U.S. tax avoidance, there is, on the other hand, the Sedoitich Zeitung's curiously evasive you-ain't-seen-nothing-yet response to questions about American involvement. So, a Newsweek opinion piece runs, suggesting the possibility that a Russian intelligence service was behind the leaks. The agency specifically called out in the Newsweek piece is the Russian Financial Monitoring Service, which answers directly to Russia's president. The aim, the article suggests, is essentially blackmail, presumably blackmail of the American public figures not mentioned. So, it seems Moscow may be hoping that people fear being bitten by the dog that didn't bark. Anonymous dislikes the gig economy, at least in Italy. The hacktivist collective and its colleagues in Lulsec ITA leaked personal information of CEOs and other managers as hot Italian companies to protest Italy's new labor laws. 
They've also defaced at least one employment agency and claim to have also targeted 45 others. The grievances are the familiar gig economy objections, poor protection of workers, exploitive labor practices, diversion of wealth to corporations. Hackreed has looked through the leaked information and concluded that it looks new, that is not recycled from earlier data breaches, and legitimate. Researchers at Bugaroo and elsewhere, notably Trend Micro and Symantec, have been tracking the Drydex banking trojan infrastructure. They believe they've discerned at least two axes of evolution. Drydex has, first, moved into pay card credential theft, and second, has been adapted to a ransomware distribution method. Locky is the strain of ransomware most often mentioned in connection with Drydex. Adobe patched Flash Player Thursday, but those whose patching may be lagging seem to have received a temporary respite. Malwarebytes reports that the criminals who attempted to exploit the now-patched zero-day in the wild seem to have botched the vulnerabilities incorporation into the Magnitude exploit kit. That fumbling won't continue forever, of course, and there are other avenues of exploitation besides Magnitude, so all Flash Player users are still advised to patch their systems. In other patch news, Juniper late last week completed its update to Screen OS, overhauling the way the system handles encryption, removing the suspect Dual EC random number generator. The company hopes this removes lingering suspicion that its products had a backdoor that could be exploited by government intelligence services. A discussion draft of a U.S. Senate bill that would require vendors to decrypt their products leaked late last week. The draft bill, with bipartisan sponsorship by Senators Burr, a Republican from North Carolina, and Feinstein, Democrat from California, says, quote, All providers of communication services and products, including software, should protect the privacy of United States persons through implementation of appropriate data security and still respect the rule of law and comply with all legal requirements and court orders, end quote. At the center of its provisions is this note, quote, to uphold both the rule of law and protect the interests and security of the United States, all persons receiving an authorized judicial order for information or data must provide, in a timely manner, responsive, intelligible information or data, or appropriate technical assistance to obtain such information. End quote. Few observers like what they see, although oddly enough, the draft doesn't specify either criminal or civil penalties for violations. In any case, it's a draft. Now that it's withdrawn its demand for help unlocking the iPhone used by one of the San Bernardino jihadis, the U.S. Justice Department still wants Apple's help unlocking another iPhone. This one is involved in a conventional New York drug trafficking case that's been pending since before the San Bernardino massacre. In this case, the demand for assistance is more straightforward. Apple has long acknowledged it can access the particular phone in question without difficulty. Finally, did you know there's a new Harry Potter book coming out? There is, and it hasn't been leaked yet. And why hasn't it leaked? The publishers say it's been protected by GCHQ, which is Britain's government communications headquarters. And you probably thought GCHQ was just this bunch of muggles, when it turns out they're in the Ministry of Magic itself. Arthur Weasley, call your office. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. 
Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me is John Petrick, editor of the CyberWire. John, there's a recent report from Dell SecureWorks outlining some uh, some pricing, but it's not the kind of pricing you would uh, expect to see from Dell, is it? No, it's not. But before I answer any more of your questions, I, I need to know, do you want to know this for yourself, or are you asking for a friend? I'm, I'm absolutely asking for a friend. Okay, good. Then we're okay. Yeah. Yeah, what these are is this is Dell SecureWorks look into what the current black market pricing is for various cyber ill-gotten goods, whether they be credentials, whether they be hacks for hire, things like that. And what did they find? They're finding, unsurprisingly, several things. One is that the black market is actually functioning like a market. And the other thing they're finding is that these kinds of exploits and stolen goods are increasingly becoming commodified. They're the kinds of things that any number of people could afford to buy if that's what they're in the market for. So give me some examples of things I can buy and what do they cost? Uh, sure. Suppose you want to steal somebody's American Express card. That's 30 bucks a pop. Hmm. You want to hire someone to conduct distributed denial of service? You can contract for that for as low as $5 an hour, and remote access Trojan goes at the same rate. The Angular Exploit Kit, you can get an Angular license, uh, not a phishing license, but an Angular license for $100. You can find other sorts of things that haven't hitherto been offered much. You can find an ATM skimming device for $400 or less, for example. You want to hack a corporate email account? 500 bucks a mailbox. Mm. That's about four times what it costs to hack into a Gmail or a Hotmail account. So give me some perspective here. I mean, how do these prices compare to what these things went for historically? It's not all that clear, but uh, because the market is a new one, so it's not clear that we have some strong comparison. I see. But what we can learn from this is that this is definitely a market. There's a market in this stuff, that there's a souk out there where people are trading these things in a kind of illegal bazaar. All right, John Petrick, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? 
With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T-Minus Space Daily and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. And now a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.